Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Every Thursday on Phantom Radio. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Now, what does that sound like? Um, it sounds uncomfortable, but I'm not sure. Uncomfortable? Is. is that as far as you'd go? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it has the potential to develop into further gastro problems. Gastro but problems? I think. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking moment. about the same problem? I don't know. Are we talking about the same problem? What problem are you talking about? Uh, it's personal. Right, you should consult a doctor about I, that. I have. We, we might get onto this later on in the show. And on the, no- on the topic <laughs> of uh, Robbie's increasingly ill health, welcome back to Verbal Discharge. This is our first show back after the extensive Christmas and New Year break. Yes, well, extensive for us. Extensive for us, but... For, for you, the humble listener, you had three shows go out which were either pre-recorded or edited desperately by me. In oh, that, that was the, some the desperate of, editing. But was... we, have, we, we didn't put one out last week. No. And so this is, in, in, in some capacity at least, our glorious, glorious return. And it is glorious and glorious, as you say. Mm-hmm. Should we go around and introduce ourselves? Shall we? Uh, why, why doesn't Jordan start? Jordan never starts. Well, you've already given away my name. Um, hi, I, I, I'm, I'm Jordan, <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm a massive weeb. Are you? No, not really, but I, I watched this anime earlier this week called One Punch Man, which was quite funny. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it was quite good. What is the dictionary definition of the word weeb? Well, I, I well, suppose it's, it, it's like split up into weeaboo. It's, it's a colloquialism, weeaboo. a slang term yeah. for weeaboo. But then I don't know what the what, definition what's, of... What's the, a weeaboo? A weeaboo is someone who... who or some, is it something about liking Japan more than their own country? I think it's like just... It, it's effectively a racial slur for people right. that like anime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is... which I, I don't know, like, on the one hand, because I enjoy is it. Is that a race? I'm not saying it's a race, but it's certainly, uh, c- certainly a demographic that you can... You can offend. Yeah, you, you can offend and suppress. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I, my name's Robbie. I enjoy offending and oppressing people, um, particularly... Let's Me? get back on that. Yeah, let's wait, wait, wait. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, no, 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 no. Let's not go back to that. Let, let's, I want you to finish that yeah, thought. Where were you yourself. going, Robbie? Who do you enjoy offending and suppressing? Myself. There we go. You turned it around with self-loathing. Very masterfully <laughs> done. Uh, I, I'm James... Um, there's really nothing of interest about me. You say that every week. Yeah, because there's there's never anything on, new. Give, yeah, give which us something is interesting. Remarkably uninteresting. I don't know. You're gonna have to help me out here. What's something interesting about me? You uh, um, you fought me in some mud wrestling for that wall in my office. Yes, yes, we did do that. We yeah. did do that. I realised that for the listeners that won't make sense. No, mm. or nor for me. Um, and Jordan we'll has there. <laughs> uh, an office. Uh, yes. In the house that we both live in, okay, and I fought him savagely in a in a long, brutal conflict uh, for the ownership of one of the walls, yeah, just one which of the I have walls. covered in of... all of my excrements, uh, okay. just just everything. I've smeared it on there like a prison cell. That is not a good way to talk about your dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is effectively excrements at this point. Was it was it not Hemingway that said the first draft of anything is expletive? Yeah. So there we go. All I'm trying to say is, I'm basically as good as Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's something that I feel we should uh, we, we should mention, which is um, the as I'm sure we will all remember the last episode we released, which was Bowie and Badger's Bus Stop Bands. Yes. Now, this was a particularly interesting episode yes. for us, um, but not for reasons that we could have anticipated or predicted, <laughs> um, because in the sh- obviously in the show's title. There was Bowie, as in David, David Bowie. Bowie, 
and then the day after we put the show out, David Bowie died. No, the more interesting thing is, if you look at it, he died within half an hour of the show going up. Really? Online. He died inside half an hour so, of us putting that show up. All I want to say, and I want to clarify, because I don't know if any of us have discussed this between ourselves yet, did we accidentally kill David Bowie somehow? I, I wouldn't rule ourselves out. I honestly felt guilty. Um, I had I woke up that morning at about sort of half nine or something on the, the Monday morning, having put the show out the previous evening, and I had one two texts on my phone. One from my mum saying, "David Bowie's dead. You you better be ready with a verbal discharge cover story." And another <laughs> from Ben Knight, our occasional fourth fourth member who isn't here today, just saying. It's your fault. I blame you. So <laughs> I can't help but feel slightly responsible for killing the the golden idol that is David Bowie. But we're all equally, I think, blame worthy. Yes. We, we we all share this burden as being, I, I suppose, respectively, mm. all responsible for a quarter of the death of David Bowie. If Ben hadn't been at all in in the show or any of the recordings that week, David Bowie would have only been three quarters dead. But he'd still be here. He'd still be here. Hanging what, what, on by the fingernails. What quantifies as three quarters dead? Well, you've like, I, I don't know, like like you've got no limbs left. You've, <laughs> lost, you've lost a lot of blood. You're still clinging on. When did he become an amputee? There's a part of me that wonders if we put a different celebrity in the title, could we kill him off? Well, Everyone remembers when we put Keira Knightley in the title, she died. Um, Wait, did she? <laughs> yeah, she's she's been she was pronounced dead about two years ago. Oh, well, there we go. Um, which after, is why after we put Jason Momoa in the title. Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa is also dead. Yeah, Bill Oddie, Bill Oddie's dead. Because I was about to propose that we title this week's show Donald Trump's Death Wagon. Okay, I don't know how everyone else <laughs> feels about that because we we could maybe like like kill list. We we could slowly work our way through celebrities we don't like by doing a podcast about them. <laughs> I think this is credible. I think this I think is this viable. Is a good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could get away with this. Can you we? You can't kill Donald Trump because, like we were saying earlier, he is cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, is he like, like kill this though. Can we have an extended one lengthy shot in which we kill Donald Trump with a hammer? For but how minutes? would we? How would we convey that shot in a podcast? Do you know what? Like, listen to us as we I, kill Donald Trump. I don't care. We can put it on the YouTube channel. Uh, that's there. You can visit YouTube. On, you, you can put it on the website that? on verbaldischarge.co.uk. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, our Twitter handle, at verbaldischarge. No, we're not. No, we're not. Oh, You've no, been away no, 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 we're not. We're at verbdisradio. Get it together, Jordan. That's my bit as well. Or we have our actual website, which is just verbaldischarge.co.uk. And and the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash verbaldischarge. You know what? I've just I've just sort of had a bit of a flash forward. A bit like the hit... Nicolas Cage film next where he can see a few seconds into the future <laughs> except I'm seeing slightly further into the future because I imagine that the conversation we just had about us killing Donald Trump I can already see all of us sat there in the in the defence stand of the court as they play that back to us no, and then we all go down for life the stand with Donald Trump would it would be in Guantanamo Bay oh in a second yeah. in a second we would all be so so waterboarded lay down a tasty beat here's a tasty beat So, over the holidays, the time we've had off in between, yes, I went to a nice place, and I call that nice place the hospital. The hospital. The hospital. Why the, did I you go to, to the big hospital? The big hospital. Um, I Wait, was which big hospital? The big hospital. The Derby big hospital. Oh, you went to the Derby big the hospital. The Derby big hospital. Okay. The big hospital in the Derby. 
Um, while I was there, or rather, no, why was I there? Why, where should I start beforehand? I start before I went there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. G- give us some lead up. Describe to so us what you were doing. What did you do when you first woke up that day? When I woke up that day, I don't remember. Um, right. I remember sort of slightly later on in the day, sort of maybe four or five ish in the afternoon. Um, I started having these like real crushing pains in my chest and back. Oh. Um, and they stayed there right through the following day. Um, I hit the point around 11 o'clock where it was so like uncomfortable. I rang 9 blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, I was advised to go to the hospital. Did that the following day. Um, I decided to, to go. And there's a part of me, because I've, I've reached a point where I'm so sadistic, I'd say, mm. that everything I do is potential discharge content. <laughs> and the whole time when I arrived at the hospital, I started looking like, when's it going to happen? When am I going to get a story I can use for verbal discharge? When's this, when's this going to begin? Um, okay. It's sort of like how David Bowie made his death into a, a work of art. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like that. It's yeah. like That's basically what I was doing. If I died, I would have donated my death to the episode discharge. 36 of Verbal Discharge. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, no, I, I, I got a hospital, a hospital to the taxi. A that taxi to the hospital. Unusual. Yeah, a taxi to the hospital. Okay. Which taxi um, company did you use? Oh. Um, was it Albatross, Chad's? One of them. I don't know. Many oh. are available. Okay. I don't remember. Did you make any small talk with the driver? I did. I did. Go the on. The driver said to me, oh, so do you work at... Do, uh, I'm not going to do the accent. So do you work at the hospital? And I said, oh, You no. still kind of did the accent. I, was, I, said, I said the accent. <laughs> I said, no, I, I, I don't work at the hospital. I, I was in a lot of pain and not feeling particularly verbose. Right. I, I didn't okay. really, really engage. Um... To which he then replied, "Oh, are you are you visiting someone like your dad or your girlfriend?" Which <laughs> which which amused me the fact that a he gave two examples and b the thought he looked at me and thought that looks like a man in a stable relationship. Um, <laughs> so I said I said no, and there was then sort of he went quiet, which I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. I believe that more journey should be should 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 be silent. Not, not, I don't not fond of small talk. Well, do you know what the thing is? This guy doesn't know me. I know I'm never going to speak to him again. I'm too tempted to lie and to pretend that I do have I do that seven girlfriends. Time. And I do, I, do have. That, I, do, I do that every time I get a taxi. I lie to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even about my destination. There's other ways you want to go. I'm like, I want to go to Zimbabwe, please. And he's like, no, seriously, mate. I'm like, take me there. Wow. <laughs> how much did the meter come to? <laughs> like, well, it was in Zimbabwe. In oh, Dallas, how do you, so. uh, you get there? Oh, you take a left at the lights, straight on at the roundabout, drive across the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> There was a moment where he got caught in traffic, and he did say to me, so what do you do? And I thought, yeah, I'm already in enough pain. I don't want to tell a stranger that I'm a creative writing student. Right. That would be the ultimate insult. Um, so I told him I work in marketing because I sort of kind of do <laughs> part-time. I thought, that'll do, and that's vague enough that it covers a lot, and he won't, hopefully won't ask me. So, yeah, we arrived in the hospital, got to the desk. The, the lady there said to me, or rather I waited and whatever lady asked me what was wrong and I told her and okay. she said no you want to go to A&E and I said okay she said it's down there pointed me in a direction I headed down it was like a, a, a labyrinth there so oh I'm, the big Derby General it's, it's a chunky hospital it is, it's, no, it's, yeah. is, it, is it complicated yeah, no, it, yeah they've got a Marks and Spencers yeah, the, yeah they've got they, all sorts they literally have a Marks and Spencers Wait, just in case you want to get like school the, trousers while you're yeah. suffering <laughs> through horrible holes horrible I'm horrible pretty sure there's a Costa as well They've got got everything. Because you just want your mango passion fruit cooler whilst you (laughs) die. Obviously, obviously. Like, you're right. right, Welcome to Derby Hospital. We see you've been shot. By the way, three for two on pigs in blankets if you're interested. It's £4.50 for a cheese sandwich. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. That's ludicrous, though. 
but it's M and S. It's a good, it's, good cheese sandwich, I bet. That's that's what the cuts of the NHS are doing. That's where they're having to subsidise themselves by charging <laughs> by the stupid amounts, charging sandwiches. extortionate amounts for cheese yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> when it comes to like the world's, we're gonna have the world's first kind of hospital supermarket soon. Oh, yeah. inevitably, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there will be a day that that comes around. Yeah. I have no doubt. George Osborne goes. We don't want. We you know we we don't have enough room for this sort of stuff. We've sold off all the land. So on the British Land Registry. So we're, now we're combining things. <laughs> we'll have um, offices. Will also be play schools, hospitals, yeah. will be supermarkets. It's only a matter um, of time. The morgue and Starbucks. Yeah. They can be combined, you know. It's an off-putting smell <laughs> when you're having your coffee. You're just going for a shortbread and you end it with someone's finger. <laughs> if they combine the morgue and the Starbucks, does that mean that as they uh, lowered you into the ground and they were setting up your headstone, would they get your name wrong? <laughs> or they write an inscription on your coffee. They've been writing here. <laughs> a loyal husband and wife. No, you can't be, <laughs> you can't be both. That was a, um, that's a dual life to yeah. me. I'm a husband and a wife. So, um, I led. I began walking down the corridor that the woman pointed me down, and sort of she mentioned something about you need to turn off at some point. And I began walking, and you sort of you come to a crossroads. At which point, standing in the centre, like dead in the centre of the crossroads, right. is a man who looks identical to Jeremy Corbyn. Was it Jeremy funny, Corbyn? I, I would have thought he'd be on the left, to be honest. Um, hey. but no he was right in the centre um, as much of his party wanted him to be and he then <laughs> <laughs> um, he sort of looked at me I was confused I didn't know which way I was going I was trying to read the signs he said oh what's wrong what are you looking for and I told him I'm having this pain in my chest and back and he went right well you want to go to A&E again um, so he then began to take me there and I sort of I said oh I'm sorry if you just want to direct me knowing I get lost on the way but no he took me over he took me over he showed me out it's slightly outside you go past sort of the, the ambulance bay oh, I remember I remember which it really made me feel like I'm not doing enough when I saw someone like frothing at the mouth being loaded out from like on a stretcher out of an ambulance I thought well really I could live through this I'm probably but not going to die he showed you there he showed me there he, Yeah, he I shook his hand door. he said oh thank you very much for showing me also, your policy on Trident's interesting. <laughs> no, I did, actually. As he, as he was leaving, I said, thank you, thank you. And then I said, cheers, Jez. Because I, I like to keep my sense of humour in times of strife. Um, he didn't acknowledge it. He just, just, just kept walking. Um, but there was a big sign outside A&E that basically said, look, mate, this is for emergencies only. Don't come in unless you're actually, like, having an art attack or something. Yeah, but that's just to keep up the people who are like, I've got a cough and I've had it for more than three days. Yeah. I definitely have lung cancer. Yeah. Which is, um, so, sorry to interrupt your story, yeah, but no, just, no, uh, no, just a quick, quick, like, um, sorry. Do you remember last year at Christmas they did they did two running campaigns that opposed each other, the NHS did, which was don't come into the doctors if you've had a cough cause, mm. or a cold because, you know, there are people that need it. And yeah. then the other one was if you've had a, had a cough for more than two and a half weeks, you've probably got cancer and you should go to the doctors. <laughs> I do remember. They're just I, I the remember. worst campaign ever. Because generally, with a campaign, you'd hope that you wouldn't also be simultaneously running a campaign that directly contradicted it. <laughs> yeah. It's everything, everything you couldn't want. Unless they were looking to confuse the people who were, I don't know, who, who wanted to go into, into the hospital. Like, look, we understand that you're already having a bad time. You've been shot. You've been stabbed. <laughs> you're, you're having a heart attack. But here's a riddle. <laughs> I'll be honest when I started that sentence I didn't know how it was going to end but sorry Robbie continue sorry, yeah, continue, um, continue I I actually turned and walked away from A&E because I thought well it's, a, it's massively uncomfortable I'm struggling to perform any other basic tasks at the moment and I can't really lie down I couldn't sleep for the pain it doesn't go away when I'm at rest but I'm not going to die in the next 24 hours 
So I began to turn around and walk away. At which point I saw Jeremy Corbyn leading someone else in. And I thought, well, do you know, I should probably go in just because it'd be awkward to pass yeah, in. And yeah, yeah. So I went in. So you were forced into <laughs> A&E by British politeness. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to offend Jeremy Corbyn, so I need to go to A&E. <laughs> he had the beard and everything. It was a real, real strong likeness. Mm. Um, I went in. Yeah, I, I stood in the, the queue. The woman behind the counter fitted, putting my forms in, making sure I wasn't going to die in between doing a na- nails, which was good of her because um, they were awfully time consuming I then waited for almost two hours really needing the toilet the entire time uh, I probably should have gone before I called the taxi to be honest but I didn't um, and I was you're waiting. in a difficult position when you're in a waiting room or anything mm. where you might be called up because you've always got that niggling thought in your mind of what if you go and then they call your name out and you miss it. Which is exactly what happened. I was <laughs> two hours. I was waiting for, yeah, I think it was about 1.45. I looked at my watch and thought, do you know what? I might as well go and relieve myself. Um, so I did. I got up. I, I walked over to the toilet. And there I was having a bit of a poopy time. And <laughs> <laughs> you make and it sound so I innocent hear, and friendly. <laughs> from a distance, Robert Owen, Robert Owen. And my first instinct was, that guy's almost got my name. That's, that's almost my name. <laughs> and they realized, no, that is my name. They'll be using the name on my birth certificate, won't they? I then quickly wiped and moved on. Um, and I'd missed it. They called someone else in by the time I got there. So I then had to wait. I went in next. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were two women in there, which was pretty standard, I'd imagine. Um, they are both nurses. They told me they were qualified, which was reassuring. That's what you want? Yeah, no, <laughs> ideally. And there was sort of a, a young one and a less young one. The young one was in charge, which was interesting. That's an interesting way of dealing yeah. with hierarchy. Bit of a subversion of, yeah. the, of the expected, the, the old passing knowledge yeah, yeah. down to the young. Um, so she sort of asked me, the young one asked me some questions, which I... I've got to say, I nailed them 100% correct. Mm. The things like, what's your name? You got that right. Um, like, what, what's, what's wrong with you? Got that right. I did really well. I, I was on fire there. Was that Not literally. Me- that would be a different problem we have to solve. Um, when, when they say Hi, I'm on fire. <laughs> you'll have to wait a couple of hours. <laughs> no, that's the other number. When you call 999, you ask for the fire department there, <laughs> not the ambulance. Um, Whenever I've been to the, um, the, the doctors and they ask, like, oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. It always strikes me as more philosophical a question than, than <laughs> I think they were intending. And it was like, well, I've like, like, I've got struggles like with, with, with any ambitions because I'm constantly laden with self-loathing. So, and then they're like, yeah, but why, why are you in my office? And you're like, oh, my, my knee's playing up. <laughs> we, we, we've all been there. Uh, one of them actually asked me to take my top off, which was flattering. Um, really? She regretted it instantly, did she, did, but no, sure. did she, was, was it just like a nurse that was passing? <laughs> oi, oi! Take oi, your top oi, off! Oi, oi, darling! Oi, yeah. For the lads! Just for the girls! <laughs> just for the girls! <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I took it off. I, I was wearing a Sesame Street t-shirt, which was an interesting <laughs> choice. Um, they then sort of... They... Did, did they react to your torso? Sort of. Because on the on that like I think two occasions where I've seen your torso mm. without without a shirt on, I've always been staggered. Because you are you are a hairy, hairy man, Robbie. I, I am. You I are am. a hairy person. <laughs> there are lupine qualities. Um but I they actually had to when they were putting the sort of heart monitors on to measure whether I was normal in terms of my heart. 
Uh, did they have to shave you? They they did. They had to shave yeah. me. They had to get out a razor. And I've still got like two bald patches on my chest. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, do I? Do, you do almost I got them. Out. Go yeah, on, yeah, go yeah, on, yeah. go on, go on. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> does. Oh, yeah, he do. fully does. Yeah. <laughs> two two bald patches on my chest from where they shaved me. They sort of said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have to shave you now." And I said, "Sorry." And he said, "It's all right. You can't help being hairy." She wasn't northern, but I imagine she was because she was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Does that make you feel? Would that make you feel more comfortable if she was northern? Probably. Yeah, I think it make me feel more comfortable. Yeah. No, the northerns are uh, the northerns. The northerners that they're, they're a friendly bunch. Speaking <laughs> as a northerner, <laughs> but they're, uh, they're they are the best. Uh, she also told me they do this with basically everyone, mm. and I thought women. Um, but no, they then sort of they actually took a blood sample as well. Really? Yeah. Oh. They they sort of she put a needle in there, and I was too busy thinking. I never liked needles when I was a kid. I haven't had an injection in like 10 years um, and was too busy worrying about that to realize, oh, that's just gone in. It feels like sort of someone's hit me with a pin or something. Um, yeah, it's an odd it's sensation. Really, yeah, it's, it's not it's, a big deal. It's, it's, it's not, but it's it, if, you've, if you've got that kind of a version, it's, yeah. it's still, it's more the thought of it than the actual thing. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's one of the things where like the anticipation of it is always worse than the actual event itself because yes. when, when you see the needle and you, you see it glistening in the in the sort of grim overglow of like the sort of really stoically sterile hospital lights mm. it looks really menacing and really severe but then when it actually goes it's not yeah I, I used to really like it like when they did vaccinations and that sort of stuff at the primary school um, um I, I used to go in there and i used to really like it i'd have it done i'd come out and be like yeah i'm hard <laughs> i'm so hard me just add like two inches of steel in my arm. You wouldn't do it for the Harry Bow. <laughs> they give out afterwards. Do they give you Harry Bow? They used to. Yeah, when no. I was. A school, oh, we didn't get that. No. They'd give you one piece of Harry Bow each. No, the nurse. Which really just, wasn't enough to. The nurse would just kind of give you like the, the roll doll stare, which is um, the roll doll stare is. I I work with children, but I don't really like them. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, I remember when I had a, uh, a vaccination or an injection or mm. whatever, I assumed that there wasn't someone late into the school just randomly administering all the children heroin. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was medically viable. But, uh, <laughs> well, this was in Macclesfield. So. Oh, anything goes on in Macclesfield. But, you're right, can I come in school give all your kids some smack? Oh, come on, go on. We've got, we've got a reception glass. They love heroin in there. <laughs> the, the nurse got no hair and no teeth. She's got one front tusk. Um, it but, does significantly affect your stat scores. But yeah, we um, we, we went in. Uh, I remember that there, there was a queue outside uh, sort of the, the schools, um, and every primary school has it, the one hall yeah. that's used for everything. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. were all queuing outside there, and then one by one we were all called in. And right in the centre of the room, there was a woman sat on a desk, and you went up. Sat was, on the desk? Sorry, sat, <laughs> sat by the desk. Oh. And there was another chair opposite. And it was. I remember it just being eerily, eerily quiet. And you, you walked up to her, and she was like, "Oh, have a seat." Like really, really smiley, really friendly. And then she was like, "Oh, could you just could you just like roll up your sleeve for me?" She'd roll up your sleeve, yeah. And she said, "Here, take a look at this." And she gave you, and she gave you a Pokemon card. Oh. And she gave me a, a far fetched. I remember very, very <laughs> vividly. Which for people who aren't aware, was was basically just a bird holding a leak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, and the, that was a very strong leak. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> but but she gave me the Pokemon card. And I remember taking it and looking at it. She was like, oh, it's really good. Ah! And then she just, she just jabbed me in the arm with the vaccination. I remember just like, just sort of looking up at it. And even though I couldn't vocalize it at the time, I, I, I just had this overwhelming sense of, oh, you traitor. You <laughs> deceived me. This is the last time. Didn't even let me keep it. She took the farfetch back off me, sent me on my way. Cool. I've seen villains that do less than Jason Statham films. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it was, That's remarkable. It was, it, it was one of the worst experiences of my life by far. <laughs> but, but back to you, Robbie. Sorry, yeah, yeah, we um, are a big, big digression. We got, they, to, we got to the shaving, I believe. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they, they stuck heart stuff on me. They took my blood samples. All of this. They went off. I had some cotton wool put on my elbow, which was fun. Yeah, uh, on the inside of my elbow. Yeah. Which was nice. But they then sent me back into the waiting room where I had to wait. And then a doctor, an actual proper doctor rather than just a nurse, would see me when all the test results had been gathered and so on. Eventually they called me. It was... You know at the end of films when they bring up that photo with the actor stood next to the person, the real-life person they're playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This looked like the real-life version of someone (laughs) Keira Knightley would play. Um, Right, And as such, I sort of fancied her. (laughs) And because sort of... That's what I'm into. People that look like movie stars, they weren't successful and didn't wash properly. Um, <laughs> and were really stressed out. That's that. That's my niche. Um, and so she then took me into her office, but or a little like she pulled a screen across, whatever, and sat down at a computer, typed some things. Kept apologising about how bad the NHS is as well, and how nothing was efficient around here. Um, <laughs> Which is what you want to hear as they're treating <laughs> yeah. you. Like, oh, I'm really sorry. Our services are terrible. Like, you'll be lucky if you make it out of it. <laughs> Uh, at one point, she said to me, "How much is how much does the pain hurt on a scale of one to ten? And like, there's a part of me that's thinking, well, it hurts a lot. It's sort of like it's a seven, eight. It's 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 painful. It's not the most painful thing I've ever experienced, but it's painful. Right. There's another part of me that's thinking, well, I've I've come into hospital. I'm still thinking about that sign in the door that said, don't come in unless you're having a heart attack. I'm sort of worrying that I, I need to legitimize my claim. I need to legitimize being here. And Therefore, I was thinking, like, I want to say 10, just so she thinks I'm here for a good reason. And then there's another part of me that's thinking I want to, like, I, I want to impress her by saying three or four. I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. Play it, like, like yeah. three or four. And then she'll look at it and say, you are having your house back. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yes, you're so brave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, in the end, I think I said, like, a, a six or a seven. Um, I said it, it hurts a lot. Did, mm. did you I, justify it? That's what I do when I have that question. I'll be like, a seven. But if, like, nine was breaking all your limbs and yeah. <laughs> something like that, and ten's being burned alive. And because it's a very vague question, isn't it? I don't know what a ten is in pain. No. Like, the most pain Unless I've felt in my life. you've experienced it. Yeah. It's very, very subjective. It's a, yeah, because yeah. if, if you've only, like, ever kind of grazed your knees on the gravel, that's yeah. a ten to you. Yeah. But the most pain I've ever experienced was emotional pain. <laughs> and I can't put it on a spectrum there. Um, <laughs> she then also asked me if I'm a student. I said, yeah. And she asked me, where and I said third year stupidly because I misunderstood <laughs> the question <laughs> <laughs> and she then said oh uni and I went oh yeah yeah that answers my question yeah um, she asked me what I was studying and I was did you lie again <laughs> no I oh. said creative writing Yay. which was I then began doing this whole oh it's the most pretentious degree possible <laughs> and she laughed which was satisfying mm. um, and she then said she was listening to Radio 4 that morning and they're having a debate whether creative writing was a useful subject at all and so she was on the side of saying it was so i thought i've won there i've done well um and then she sent me off for an x-ray which like with another specialist hmm. actually while i was waiting for the x-ray an old man went by and gave me a thumbs up and i gave him a thumbs up back and then he was lying slightly long for me and he kept looking over to me and giving me a thumbs up and one time i missed it and i looked back just as he was putting his thumb down and he looked really disappointed and sad uh-huh. wait um, as in he was giving you a thumbs down no he was giving me a thumbs up and then he looked really sad when i didn't return the thumbs up uh, so I, just, I felt horribly guilty about what if that's that last man's last day on earth what, what if he dies later that day and his last thing he experienced was me not giving him a thumbs up and i ruined his, his his entire existence but never mind i was called in to have an x-ray and have you ever had an x-ray oh i've had a yeah, few yeah i've had a couple but 
I think I'd had one before this or they, something. They give you like the lead thing to put over your. Um... No. What? No. This. No. Like, and the previous time I had it, I'd had to lie down and all of this, and it was all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I none of this. They just made me stand there, and sort of, I walked in. And there was a bed a before this thing. And I was, but I was expecting sort of this full James Bond thing. I was going to be chained down. I was going to be struggling. So I was like, no, I expect you to not have coronary heart disease. Um, all of this, <laughs> and then no, no. Instead, I just. She went, yeah, just put your bag down on that bed. Like, well, I thought I was going to lie on it. But no, it just dropped my bag down, dropped my coat down, told me to stand there. And she sort of put like a, a metal thing against my chest and adjusted it to be lower because I'm quite short. And then <laughs> pressed the button. I went, yeah, that's done now. You've had an x-ray. Well, that's what? rubbish. That has changed I, significantly yeah. since I've, I've had one. Yeah, because I yeah. remember the last time I, I had x-rays for i've spoken on discharge previously about my old third kneecap i used to have yes um and i remember when uh because i'd have to go for regular checkups like once every six months i think it was they, they just <laughs> yeah. look at how it was progressing and every time they had one they'd have you lie down on this bed and it, it's, it's for a for the age i was at the time like eight or nine it's terrifying yeah because they put you down on a bed and then they go stand behind like yeah. a protective <laughs> shield wearing a lead vest and, and you've got a feeling of like no, why do you get a lead vest? Don't leave me in here with all the radiation. <laughs> they gave you, give you like a little lead-lined blanket thing. They didn't give over. me anything. Why? Why they is just nobody, left me? They need left gonad me. protection. They left me to mutate. Right. You need gonad protection because X-rays are bad for <laughs> bad for the any kind of reproductive system. But like, I, I remember, like, 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 they sort of like put you on a bed. And then it, the bed sort of slid into this huge, huge revolving sphere. And it's really, really noisy. And I had to lie there for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But they let you bring a CD. So I, I, I listened. <laughs> you could choose one CD you could bring they, in. They, you could bring a CD and they'd play it oh. over like the speakers. I listened to Busted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was this 2003, I'm guessing? I would have been around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I would have been, I would have been, been 9, 10 in 2003. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been. I think it was the, uh, it was the one with, uh, that's what I go to school for, oh, which yeah, is probably yeah, their yeah. best album. <laughs> what a choice. If you're, you're given one album to listen to whilst being blasted by whilst, radiation. Whilst they kill you with radiation. <laughs> like... What do you think Chernobyl's choice would have been? <laughs> <laughs> the nation. Something from Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though Mastodon that didn't exist at the no, time. The Chernobyl but, but if they could, if they could come here now and say the one thing they'd have liked to play while the divers went in there and got terrible, terrible cancer is this. Remember the divers that went into like the yeah. plug and and got blasted with radiation? One way trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should have done that listening to Mastodon. <laughs> it would have been a good way to go out. Yeah. But that's an odd thought. What song would you like to die to? Oh, Biology by Girls Aloud. Um, I'd stick with because... Mastodon, Blood and Thunder. <laughs> but so, continue. You, you were justifying <clears throat> Biology by Girls Aloud. Well, it's fitting, isn't it? Because it's all my biology's shutting down. Um... The way that we walk. The, the way, way that, that we, we talk, we, we stop the way walking, that we, we experience complete shutdown of our internal organs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't mistake my biology. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I had the x-ray. They took me through. I sat to wait for my results. Uh, Kieran Knightley's body double, again, sort of said to me something about, like, oh, yeah, we're really disappointing here. So someone should have just given you some painkillers when you came in. I said, that's, that's fine. Never mind. Um, she then gave me some painkillers saying, this is what you want. Uh, said, thankfully, you're not going to have a heart attack. I thought, great, thanks. Um, Top notch. Yeah. <laughs> she also said something before she sent me away about how I should go back to her personally if I have any further problems, 
was which, that to a, me was basically setting up a second date. Did yeah, you yeah. slip your phone number as well? Or? I think so. In the, with, with a little wink. <laughs> it was. It was in with the painkillers, and I downed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. We should be another good album to play over the blasting of Chernobyl. Never hmm. mind. Um, and I sorry no. I then sat down as I waited for the final results to be sent out to me and the final sort of like prescription painkillers to be handed over. And in that time, I heard something. The NHS played something over their TV and speaker system that they had set up. And this is where I say to be continued. Oh. Because we'll come on to next week what it was that I heard. I will go into that in full. Oh. So there's a part two this of this is, story. Is this the first oh, time we've ever done anything like this? Apart from I think so, yeah. bullying Andrew Bishop. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, nothing ever came of that. No. Well, no, hopefully something will come of this <laughs> next week. <laughs> So yes, that is my my trip to the hospital is to thankfully not really, well. but to be continued. Slicker than a man in his mid forties going down a slip and slide with margarine <laughs> all over his body. It's verbal discharge. So you're back with us, verbal discharge. Now it was interesting because in the link before this, James mentioned Nicholas Cage. I did. And he is. What a, what a man. Earlier this morning, mm-hmm. um, when I was just kind of you know, thought, well, it's my Nicolas Cage watching time. Oh I've yeah, got my got my section of the day. Oh, it's um, a good, it's an important part of the day. When's the yours? Mine's ten to twelve. Uh, my, oh, we, mine's about twelve to two. Twelve to two. Oh, fantastic! So we can follow on, up. Yeah, we yeah, can, yeah. We, that's why I always see when I'm on the way out of the the Nicolas Cage watching theatre. <laughs> you're always on your way in. <laughs> there is a specific <laughs> theatre which has only one seat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think you'll both find it's not a theatre. It's a temple. It's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> you have to burn incense every time you go in. Nicholas um, Cage is a way of life. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was I, so I decided. Oh, you know, um, I'll, I'll choose something I haven't watched by him before. Yeah, um, and I decided. Oh, I'll watch Vic Armstrong's 2014 blockbuster. Not really known as <laughs> Left Behind. Oh, oh yeah. my oh, yes. and, oh god! And um, well, it's got a stunning score of, I think I went on RottenTomatoes.com thinking, this can't be as bad as I'm thinking it is. And mm. then I saw it had 2%, which is one of the lowest <laughs> things I've ever seen on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. I mean, I mean, they're, they're quite harsh with them, their kind of reviews anyway. Yeah. But 2%. Um, startlingly low. So I was thinking, even though he does these terrible, terrible movies, yeah. and he's in a lot of them lately, how come his career hasn't gone down the toilet uh, he's, he's an academy award winning actor <laughs> he he's won an oscar for acting the thing is though and as as much as we couldn't mock nicholas cage and he does churn out a lot of utter oh. utter dross he does have uh, occasionally he'll do a good film yeah. like, like yeah, raising yeah. arizona like conair yeah. and it pulls uh, him back up <laughs> yeah and he, 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 you know, he can keep going purely from the strength of that one good film to produce another five bad films. Where, where, where do you think it first went wrong? Oh, for, for um, Nicolas Cage. What do you think was the first kind of journey into not because early in, early on in his like career, he did a lot of good movies. The the other thing is he is a he's a, he's a Coppola. He's related to Francis Ford, who directed The Godfather. Um, Sofia Coppola directed Lost in Translation. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. They're all related, so I think he's clearly got that connection there. And I think he kind of had from birth the ability to do what he liked in Hollywood, be that good acting or be that being Nicolas Cage. Is that Are they not, not synonymous? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not like um, Adam Sandler, though? Oh, speaking of Adam Sandler, oh. I watched The Cobbler this morning. Oh, The Cobbler? Yes. I've watched that. Actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because it's directed by Tom McCarthy, who got an Oscar nomination for Spotlight this year. This was six months ago. He directed an Adam Sandler movie. 
And he has a movie in the top and bottom five reviewed films on Rotten Tomatoes last year. <laughs> the, the one same director. Can anyone, it's, any other director claim that? I don't think so. I don't know. That's remarkable. Yeah. And yet, um, it's a film in which the plot is... I'm sorry to derail no, you. No, no, it's fine. Go on. But um, Adam Sandler is a, a cobbler. He makes and repairs shoes. And he discovers a sewing machine downstairs, or whatever, the, or, or, you, a shoe you, repair you're machine. You're luring me in. You're selling me <laughs> this. <laughs> downstairs in his basement of the shop that's previously owned by his dad, played by Dustin Hoffman. And this, this shoe repair machine, whenever he runs... Um, some shoes through the stitcher. Right. He, if he puts those shoes on, he can turn into that person. Mm. He first discovers this when Method Man comes into his shop <laughs> and asks <laughs> to repair his shoes. Wait, is it Method Man playing someone or Method oh, Man playing himself? Method Man playing someone who's basically Method Man. Right, playing okay. Playing sort of this gangster figure. Um, he then, there's, a, there's an amazing scene in which he sees this rich businessman walking along. And so he puts on Method Man's shoes, walks up to him, and mugs him because. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a bit where Dan Stevens is in it very briefly, and there's a bit where Dan Stevens' girlfriend, who's gorgeous and all that, walks in and says, "I want you to repair my boyfriend's shoes." So Adam Sandler puts on his shoes, goes into his apartment in order to have sex with his girlfriend. The, which the is, guy whose shoes he's put on. Which is actually it's, like, that is really that's bad. That's really creepy. In, in some sort of ethical kind of case, if you took that to court, could you imagine what, like, what sort of laws has he breached there? Yeah. So, has, has, does the film deal with this as though he's a bad person and no, it's a character study really. of a villain? No, not really. Or he just, he just goes just, about just, just causing chaos and getting away with it? Making love to it's people's sort girlfriends. Of, it's more like he goes into it as a bit of mischief and then towards the end he learns he can do good with it and he can develop into a better person and he can use it to make his mum happy before she he, he kills her. Um, and amongst, Wait, what? Really? Uh, just the, the dad, who's played by Dustin Hoffman, runs off. Or does he? Is there a plot twist coming? But Adam Sandler turns into Dustin Hoffman for an evening so he can spend a nice evening with his mum. And then she drops down dead at the end of it <laughs> because she's so happy. Oh, as is known to happen. As, yeah. to, as That is a known medical condition. <laughs> See, uh, I, when, I, when I first I picked up... The, I didn't pick it up. It was on the TV and I watched it yeah. while I was home over Christmas. And you were and, so happy you almost well, died. No, I, I, <laughs> I once had a really good crumpet and I had a, <laughs> I had a heart attack. <laughs> I remember I had to give you CPR in the kitchen. I remember. Um, I remember. But no, I, went, um, I went back to finish the crumpet as well and it happened all over again. <laughs> no, I, I, I started watching it's a holy it. experience. And, and for like, Crumpets. Oh. <laughs> For like the, the first ten minutes of the movie, I'm like, is this like a serious Adam Sandler yeah. movie? Because it, it it comes across as really serious at the beginning. It does, yeah. yeah. And sort of, I was excited for the first ten minutes, thinking it's going to be like Punch Drunk Love again. I love Punch Drunk Love, and then no, it, it's it's not. It turns into this bizarre thing that isn't. I'd call it a comedy, but there's no jokes in it. And it's not like they just haven't done anything funny. They haven't actually made an attempt to put any jokes in it. So a situational it's comedy, kind of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to say it had everything I like, which is sort of a comedian being sad, Steve Buscemi, um, a, <laughs> it, it's, a it's Adam Sandler Man. film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's the, normally all the things I like, but it's, it's not a good film. Sorry, Jordan, yeah. you were doing something. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd yeah, completely no, forgotten. I'd completely forgotten. No, it, it was more. It was more for just to, to inspire conversation. So, okay. so I, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, there was one particular in the se- scene in the movie in which, well, it, it kind of. What, do you know what? Do you know what this film's about? By the no. way, have you seen? Uh, no, I haven't okay. seen it. It's about people being raptured by, right. by God. Now, now, we we can't like. Every religion can't agree, uh, like if if God's just one thing or if he's several separate beings or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But 
this movie deals with it really awfully, any like theological debate, in which the God raptures every single Christian, but mm. not some children, even though children are innocent, <laughs> and no Muslims... No Muslims. Oh. He raptures no Muslims in the movies. <laughs> but who who wrote it, the film? What um, what agenda what were they pushing? Name? Vic Armstrong. Vic Armstrong. Was Vic Which Armstrong pushing his name? agenda? I think he was definitely pushing his agenda because because right they're all on the play on this plane because Nicolas Cage is a pilot. Okay. And he, and he's, okay. He's, he's, <laughs> of course he yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's a pilot and he's not very nice. He's he's, yeah. che- he's cheating on his wife. He's his daughter's come home for like a day and a bit and he's yeah. gone. Oh no, I need to go fly my plane and and have. Wonderful, wonderful, the sexy times with this flight attendant. And um, <laughs> as, he, as he's having wonderful, wonderful, extramarital kind of <laughs> things with this this flight attendant, everyone gets raptured. Yeah. Apart from Muslims and, and Jews and anybody who isn't Christian. <laughs> and his daughter, who's lived a completely sin-free life somehow, mm. still doesn't get raptured because she's like, I don't believe in God. So God, so he's what he's not only saying that God only raptures like devout Christians, but he's also really spiteful. <laughs> you don't believe in me. That's... But, a vengeful yeah. sort of American Bible Belt God. Yeah, and, you've and got to follow his tenets exactly, or he won't save you from the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they don't rap to the Muslims. There's a Muslim on the play, plane, and um, oh, I can't remember the name of the. Um, well, what's the politically correct way of saying it? It's little person, isn't it? But I think that that's worse I, than dwarf. I, I, I thought it was. I thought dwarf was yeah, the accepted, but, but vertically challenged. Yeah. I, See, but I'm a little person. Yeah. Rather than, well, I'm not, but I'm not technically. You're, you're, a dwarf. you're not a dwarf. Those, no. dwarf. You are though the world's tallest dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> or the world's shortest not dwarf. That's the world's shortest giant. The world's yeah. shortest not dwarf. Um, but yeah, and and whoever it's one of the famous kind of. It's not Vern Troyer. <laughs> oh, right, okay. It's one of one of the, the one, four. One, of the, one of the four. So not Vern Troyer, Peter Dinklage, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis, nope, and his Digital Empire. What's the, um, who's the other one? That's the only one I can't remember. The other, the, the one from in Bruges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he gets really angry because he thinks the Muslim has raptured everybody, <laughs> and this this Muslim turns around. Oh. And, you are using your Muslim superpowers <laughs> to teleport everyone off this plane. Yeah, and and and, he, and the guy kind of turns around and goes, "It must be aliens." <laughs> and, and then they just leave it there, and no one figures out that like like despite the rapture being very clearly, everyone just disappears into heaven. No one figures it out for the entire movie. Of course they don't. And then, don't. And then Nicolas Cage like stops the plane just before it explodes and everyone gets off. And then once everyone's at a safe distance. What was the bit about the... Because the, there was a school bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, his daughter's kind of like out in, out going down. Just She's like, oh no, my life's over. My mum's been raptured because her mum's a devout Christian. Okay. Of course, um, yeah. And, and she's like, I can't find my dad because he's a pilot. And then um, th- she's, she's walking under this kind of... I don't know what you call it. Like an underpass. Yeah. And... and there's a river running next to it. Okay. And this school bus, obviously the driver's been raptured, but the children haven't, and it just falls into the water. And, <laughs> and, and, and then the scene cuts. The scene Good cuts God. And, and no, well, sorry, no bad God, rather. No one knows what happens, <laughs> so I'm just assuming that God let, like, a school well, bus full of drown. children drown. <laughs> Broadcasting across campus and online. This is Phantom Radio. So I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news. The news. Specifically, mm. some of the news today. Oh, today? There's been news today? There has been a little oh, bit of wow. news today. However, it's kind of old news, but revisited. Okay. okay. Um, now, I'm sure that you all remember the 2006 death 
of former Russian spy Alexander Litvinenko. Oh, I've yes. seen, I've seen this going was, around a bit. His yeah, yeah. Coffee was poisoned. His coffee was poisoned. Yes, yes. radioactive. With radioactive isotopes. material. Yeah, yeah. Now there's been a. I ongoing, remember it. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's been yeah. ongoing um, uh, calls, specifically by his widowed wife. Yeah. To uh, for that bit to be a big inquiry, a big investigation into all this. <laughs> Nothing much has really happened until recently, and this inquiry has now been performed. And we finally had some results from it Ooh. today. Uh, so this study was published today, or okay. this this independent inquiry, and it was discussed in the House of Commons. And I found, because I read through it all, I read through the transcripts of the discussion in the Commons, yeah. but I found something particularly interesting about this. Okay. Something which might relate to us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, the person who chaired the inquiry was none other than ben Sir... Knight. No, okay. Sir, I thought that might be where he is today. Sir... Robert Owen. <laughs> so, really? What I want to ask you now, Robbie, is okay. A, why did you not tell us you had been knighted? <laughs> and B, why did you not tell us that you were looking into the death of former Russian spy Alexander Litvinenko? I, I tried to keep my parliamentary activities on the, the download. I just fear that my political career may impact negatively on my comedy. Uh, right, okay. So uh, you want yeah. to separate the two? I want to separate the two, yeah. I, I think in my, yeah. I don't want there to be. An overlap, really. Right, okay. So so it's good that we've cleared that up yeah. then. Are you sure that you wouldn't want them to overlap at all? Well... Because you could you could bust out some jokes in the Commons. I'm sure <laughs> it'd go very well. You look at just what Donald Trump's doing at the moment, where he's basically... He's taken a comedy character... Well, he is And a he's joke. running for, so, for yeah. president as this comedy character, which is amazing. Um, so and... why don't you do it? Why don't, why don't you be more like Donald Trump, Robbie? <laughs> um, I can think of many reasons, <laughs> which I don't want to be like... Donald Trump, mm-hmm. the hair for starters. But no, sorry, I didn't tell you I was knighted. I assumed you, you knew by the fact I always ride around on a horse and carry my lance. Did, did you get anything if you're knighted? Like, like, what is, is is there any rules you get? Like, do you get to carry a sword or something? Or do you... I believe you can carry a sword, but can you? But, but you, you know, it, it's it it would be odd to see kind of Sir Trevor McDonald strolling <laughs> down the road with a claymore strapped to his back. <laughs> and yet, that'd be a brilliant metal album cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Trevor McSlaughter. <laughs> News at 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, so aside from that, okay. um, there's some other interesting aspects about this. Wait uh, a minute. Was it that Robert Owen when they called out my name at the hospital? It Was might that have the one been, they were taking it in? It might have been Sir Robert Owen. Oh, Just and... fresh back from his battle wounds with President <laughs> Putin. <laughs> we are running underground. You were sending all the knives after them. So Bruce Forsyth is invincible, and we are sending him after Putin. <laughs> you just walk behind him, and he just deflects all the bullets. <laughs> so you will never die. In the report that Robbie did, yes, um, you, as I'm sure you'll remember, Robbie yep. explicitly stated that you found the FSB operation to kill Litvinenko was probably approved by President Putin. Yeah, that was the actual wording from the documents. Now, yeah. given that it is only explicitly stated that it was probably oh. President well, Putin, yeah. only probably, that's not certainly, I thought I would draw up a list of other potential oh, suspects okay. it that be. it could have been yeah. other than <laughs> President Putin. Okay. So I was wondering if we could go through these and assess the plausibility of each. Right. Yeah, well, why not? I, I'll, I'll go for that. Okay. Hopefully mm. won't get murdered by any of these people that we're <laughs> about to... Number one, coffee. the Easter Bunny. Did Ooh. the Easter Bunny kill the notoriously dead spy, Alexander Litvinenko? <laughs> notoriously dead. He, I suppose he is he's pretty notorious for his death. Yeah, that's what this people is know. Why everyone knows him? Yeah, because he was um, a spy, and you don't know anything else. He what did. time of the year did he? Was he was he killed? 
Because oh. if it's around Easter time, that which changes every year, to be fair. If it's around Easter time, then he's got an alibi. See, e- the, oh, there you go, there you go. The Easter Bunny has a lot of different ways of killing people, though. Yeah. I mean, like, it depends on what continent he's on, but on, like, a more war-torn continent, such as maybe Africa, mm. he sometimes leaves, like, just, just a landmine somewhere. <laughs> um, in England... In he, an egg. In England, he leaves one chocolate egg Spiked with antifreeze. <laughs> um, <laughs> my Googling has told me that Alexander Litvinenko died November 23rd, 2006. Probably Which not the Easter Bunny. Right? Yeah. Well, the... well, no, exactly. Because if it was around Easter, then he would have had an alibi. Mm. But November isn't anywhere near Easter. No. So he's not doing anything. It may well have been the Easter Bunny. Yeah. But, but does it only materialise on Easter? That's no. Like... no, he exists year-round, Jordan. Come on. But he's a big walking bunny. Yeah. That would be keeps... very stealthy. He's a big walking Wait a minute, no, that, that keeps spitting eggs out of himself. Oh. Does he, <laughs> does oh. he hibernate? I would assume bunny? so. I would mm. assume so. Cause... So would he be... Maybe he woke himself up on that date. No, because it was in the coffee. So maybe he dropped it well in advance. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Maybe you go. he served the coffee. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> I thought, think he would have known. No, no, no. Maybe he just thought, that's a weird no, get off that guy's wearing. If your coffee is being served by a giant walking rabbit, it's something else has been dropped in there. Not yeah, radioactive but, isotopes. But, like, I've, I've, been served, I've been served things by people wearing costumes on certain holidays before. I mean, November's not a holiday, really, though, is it? No. Anywhere? And you've only died a few times. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. the canon. Um, yeah. Madame, Madame Curie once dosed me with lethal radiation from beyond the grave. <laughs> um, that was when I was in Next. <laughs> So, Easter Bunny, sort of possibly, plausible. Possibly. Sort of, it's, a, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. As likely as Putin. How about Jim of Rosie and Jim? No! <laughs> Do you not think he's capable? Well, no, because he's inanimate most of the time, isn't he? And he lives on a boat. How is he getting there? Well, he can, he can flee at two miles an hour in his barge. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think... Am I, am I correct in thinking I, that, that, that in the law of Rosie... Because I remember very little about Rosie and Jim, but it was all... They, they were inanimate ragdolls yeah. who existed in the mind or... Because the, the barge was owned and driven by... I can't remember his name, there was, but there was a there bearded was a man. man yeah. And he wrote stories about them. Yeah. And it stated as much in the opening credits that he imagined that they came to life. But yes. they talked to other people. Yeah, but, but I, I believe but, anyway, it was still inferred that they were already... They, they were already so, animates. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, they were already alive. It always opened with them coming to life, essentially, yeah. which mm. was, I always thought, yeah, that's in the, in the mind of him, at the very least. Or they never really... They do get into adventures off the boat sometimes, but it's never something like poisoning a Russian spy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always strange, a strange kind of form of education there, Rosie and Jim, because it was never something like that you would ever need to know. No, it's no, like, yeah, it, it, it's nothing ever practical. They never like taught anyone about maths or or the English language. It was more like, hey, do you want to see how someone makes a wooden spoon? <laughs> I remember there being one episode that was just, that, that was even by Rosie and Jim standards particularly dull. That was just about how rope is made. <laughs> yeah, but I used to love it. I was, I was brilliant, kid, it wasn't was it? Brilliant. Yeah. But I could go back to it now. I kind of go, why was I interested in? I this? don't know why I said it was brilliant because like, I could never watch Rosie and Jim because they really freaked me out. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. I used to be absolutely terrified of sort of inanimate objects that were shaped like humans. Mm. Um, I think it all stemmed from I, my grandparents used to have a room in the house full of dolls. And oh, the, lots of people's grandparents have that. My it's grandfather. Freaky spent ages positioning all of the dolls so there was there was one point in the room you could stand in 
and they would all be looking at you. <laughs> and that, it, that is, that a, is terrifying. Yeah, why did he do that? Was he just... Well, you've got to do something with your retirement, and it might as well be scare children. <laughs> See, um, someone I know, they, their nan has got, has got a room full of dolls, mm. and they all have little cords that she's tied around them, yeah. and they're all on these shelves around the bed. And around the, they're all around the bed, and they've got these little cords tied, so they all hang over the bed. Yeah. So it's like they're all looking down at you while Whoa. you sleep. <laughs> I, I, even now, I don't think I could sleep in that bed. No. I couldn't. It is. I, I don't know if we if we played a clip of like Rosie and Jim, and I'd have a flashback. <laughs> but I, I think it was just something about the way that their mouths moved. They were really, no, really that. scary. I get that. And there's something about inanimate objects coming to life that is inherently scary because it's something so close. Because they can bones. come to life and poison Russian was, spies. <laughs> exactly. There was a another tangent, but um, when I was a kid, when I was maybe five or six, and I was at my grandparents' house, who had a TV upstairs in the room I'd stay in when yeah, I was there, yeah, yeah. Um, which I didn't have at home normally. And so I, I one evening put on the Disney Channel, and there was some program on in which a teddy bear came to life and became evil and tried to take over the world. Right. Wow. Um, and my grandparents found I was up uh, like way beyond my bedtime and turned it up before we reached the end so I never knew if there was a resolution I got to the Ooh. point in which the teddy bear had killed people and was priming like nuclear bombs or something Whoa. I've, I've never <laughs> found out what the program was I remember there was a scene in which it was driving a car uh, and it really freaked me out like it really really got under my skin and I'd have like reoccurring it would pop up like every few years in my dreams I'd have visions of this teddy bear with red eyes um, arming a just... nuclear device <laughs> yeah exactly it got to the point that when Ted came out um, I, th- I think it came out in like July and I first heard about it in, in January and I was thinking like I'm not going to be able to see that film I was I was still having this sort of hangover from that about 10 years ago I was now like 17 when Ted came out mm. and yet I was still so scared of that image that that thing I'd seen back as a kid of that teddy bear coming to life that the thought of even though it was voiced by Seth MacFarlane I, I was still terrified of the thought. Um, sorry, yeah, you were you were probably going to move on to your next item. Oh no, no, it's okay. It's worth going on these tangents. So, do we do we think Jim of Rosie and Jim is he a plausible? No, no probably not. No, not no. not not a okay. No. Uh, number three, the Holy Spirit. Oh, um, did the Holy Spirit kill Alexander Litvinenko? It's kind of against his normal mission. But then again, but... we did kind of like we were talking about earlier. He did drown that school bus full of children True. or at least True. according to director Vic forgettable Vic Armstrong <laughs> that's the one <laughs> so if he can if he can kill a school mm. bus full of children surely killing a russian spy would be would be nothing nothing okay. to him mm. it's possible but it's i think plausible. he's behind easter bunny and putin okay so easter bunny and putin yeah. still still possible rather than likely um, number 4 the poison prince of peterborough who is the poison yeah. prince of Peterborough? Um, well, you know the poisons. Yeah. yeah. He's the prince of all of them. Okay. He... Not the band, the poisons. Is there, is there a band called I don't the poisons? know. It sounds like there should be. It, it, it sounds yeah. like, a, like like kind of a female punk band. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, so, isn't, isn't this, is the, this is a real person, isn't it? Yeah, is it, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. like that woman that rat poisoned her husband or something like that? It is, yeah, 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 it is. I'm surprised that, you know, I, no, it's not. I don't know what oh. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it. I'll, I'll roll with this. Yeah, I'll roll yeah, with yeah. this. <laughs> No, there is a woman that did that. She like she rat poisoned like two husbands before she got caught. <laughs> she she got the life insurance from one. I think it ran out, and then she went, oh, I'll oh, kill my other husband. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't, you know, got to make ends meet, put food on the table in some way, and yeah. it might as well be by poisoning your husbands or <laughs> Russian spies. I wait Frankly, out. if you poison them, there's one less person to put food on the table for. That's true. Exactly. My my method of gaining money is to stand outside of a school and just go got got twenty p. 
<laughs> to all the kids at the bus stop and intimidate them. Mm. Did they give you 20p? Yeah. Just for their time. lunch money. Um, so the Holy Spirit, yes, no. Oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry. No, the Poison Prince of Peterborough. Um, I, I think, again, below the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. and then the other two, the other two contenders. Okay. Um, the Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, well, no. More well, or less likely to have poisoned Alexander Litvinenko than the Easter Bonnie and President Putin. He's more Peter. likely now than he was in 2006 because it's now in the past. Whereas uh, in 2006, it would have been the Ghost of Christmas Present, present. that poisoned him. And in 2004, it would have been the Ghost of Christmas Future that we going to poison him. But what if the Ghost of Christmas Past did it under the... I don't know. Is there, is there a way that he could have done it in the hope that the next day people say, oh, it was the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> how, do, how does that work? Because the ghost of Christmas past has to kind of live in the present. Mm. It has to exist in the present. But embody the past. But embody the past. So is, is the ghost of Christmas past present now? Or will the ghost of Christmas past, by definition, only come into being sort of tomorrow when today has already passed? Um, I don't know. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. So what I'm trying to say, is this ethereal, physics-defying entity yeah. responsible for the death of Alexander Litvinenko? Um, I think, if it's possible, it's likely. But it might not be possible. Right. Mm. Okay. I would say. Number six. Alexander Litvinenko. <laughs> Did he poison oh. himself? Did he poison himself and blame Putin? Plot twist. That is exactly what a Russian spy would do. Mm. I think uh, if I was a spy and really had it in for someone, that's what I'd do. But I don't think it worked out very well for him. No, 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 it didn't. Although this this did come out, this this report on this inquiry that did inspire this link came out today and more or less said, yeah, it was pretty much Putin. But for legal reasons, we can't definitively say. Because <laughs> he will start a war. Because he will, because he, he is that madcap. So did he or did he not I poison himself? I think it'd himself? be a great plot twist if this was a work of fiction, which of course it is. So, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seventh and finally. Okay. Benjamin David Knight. Is that why he isn't on the show today? Is he in hiding because he knows that his time is running short? Quite possibly. Unless he's been poisoned as well. What are the rules for poisoning a spy? I mean, it's still, I, I, suppose, I suppose... I don't, I don't think there's a rule, but... No, no, You've got to like, sign up for the Spy Poisoners Union. Because he's still, he's still a spy. <laughs> so, how does spy killing work? Is it's, it still murder? There's, there's a varied, there's a varied rule book. Wait, wait, what, what? What do you mean? Is it still murder? Because he's a spy. As though spies aren't. Well, well yeah, but he's still a person, even yeah, if but, he is a spy. He's spying. <laughs> so that that doesn't mean that like he doesn't have rights. He doesn't have the 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 right to not die. I know, but like you know, James Bond never moans about that because he doesn't die. He almost he has a license to kill, times. not to die. Yeah. James Bond has almost died countless times. Yeah, yeah. Not and he one, has never once has he complained. He kind of just gets up. <laughs> Good from, on him. Gets up from almost being dead. You know, and, and like go. <laughs> ones of the con- one of the cons of the job. You've got to sometimes your cuffs get dirty and you almost die. So so why was Litvinenko like such a little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> so having now assessed all of the potential suspects, yes. Having looked at them all in the police lineup, who would we say is the most likely to have killed former Russian spy Alexander Litvinenko? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with the Holy Spirit because I feel like that's oh. the thing he sort he'd do just for just for laughs, <laughs> just for gigs and yeah, yeah. Uh, gigs, gigs. Well, just I was, the book is banned in. The, the well, Holy I was going to say gigs and feces, but just 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 for feces and gigs, yeah, yeah. as in Ryan gigs, the footballer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ryan, like, like Ryan Giggs, Giggs put him up to it. Oi, holy spirit. Do you know what would be hilarious? Yeah, if you poisoned the spy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine Welsh accent. Um, is he is he Welsh? He's Welsh, yeah. I can't do a Welsh accent. Oh, Ryan. Oh, holy spirit. <laughs> Come along uh, now. Let's poison this Russian spy. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's occurring? Holy spirit. Oh, you're poisoning a Russian spy. Oh. <laughs> He's all, make sure you get him good. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Um, I'm going to say the Easter Bunny. You think the Easter Welsh. Bunny? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Who was it? Do you know? Well, President Putin, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Not about squares. Marvin Gaye there with Let's Get It On. Someone else who's been getting on with things lately. George Osborne. Yeah, so... Um, George Osborne's been doing a few things financially, as is his job. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. Um, that that's his, that's his, job. his job title. Which you wouldn't expect of the Chancellor of the, ex- of the Exchequer. Exchequer. One of the things, for example, is he's taking away, well, he's, he's, he's putting it through, taking away maintenance grants for students, which, mm-hmm. yeah. which students aren't very happy about. And no. other, other people aren't very happy about it. It's not just students that aren't happy about it. It's... it's, it's a lot of um, people from working class kind of backgrounds, that mm. sort of stuff. A lot of people are in uproar about this. So here are five things that I think uh, um, is preferable that George Osborne does if he takes away if I, if okay. he takes away our maintenance grants instead of giving us a bigger loan. These are five things that he should do. Okay, start with something relatively sensible as well. Which is um, up to a certain threshold, the government would pay your rent and allow you to live on the rest of your loan. Okay, I think I think that would be a good idea. Fair enough. A year's supply of non-perishable foods with fresh food delivered once a month. That'd be more expensive. Oh, yeah, 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 very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very helpful though. Yeah, yeah. very, very helpful. It also the, help with healthy eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exact time George Osborne will be walking down a dark alley <laughs> and a, a cricket bat for you and all of your friends. I prefer sort of sniper ready locations. But sniper yeah, ready no, locations. That, that, that'd no, be too the, quick. It, far too quick. You know. want, I you want I... to feel his bones snap. But at the same time, the more seconds I get between him dying and me dying, the better. <laughs> Life free of George Osborne. <laughs> I'm not so sure that I'd agree because I'd love to... Uh, maybe not a cricket bat because cricket bats are very... Um, Unwieldy. Like, no, not necessarily I was going to say un- baseball bats, but then I thought, oh, I'm British. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> cricket bat. Maybe if like the cricket bat was full of nails. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be good. Or like wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, no, but that, that's that, kind of the thing is, you put cricket bat. No, nails in a cricket bat. You begin bashing him. You've got to sort of rip it back out. But it's is that not forceful. more satisfying? The, yeah, the good, no, because the, 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 it gets good... stuck in there, and he has time to retaliate. By... But but even though he has time to retaliate, yeah, he's got a cricket bat stuck to him then. Because yeah. if, <laughs> if you get a good one, just like 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 maybe maybe in the back of his lungs or or like a or like a, a thigh. <laughs> that is going to really, really be a nightmare for him the to thing get is, out. I know I was always rubbish at cricket, so I'd probably like wildly miss, um, and then I may scratch <laughs> his shoulder a bit. At which point he's got plenty of time to reach into his pocket and just start throwing money at me, mm. which may give me a paper cut. Money he's taken away from everybody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the money or of the masses. No, or money he was born into because his dad's a rich like wallpaper man. Mm. Is he? Yeah. His dad's yeah. a rich wallpaper man. Yeah, he's made of wallpaper. Made of wallpaper. <laughs> so, um, just pastes all over the place. Maybe. Sort of flops around. <laughs> he's just a few sheets of wallpaper <laughs> stuck together in the shape of a man. It's not even real. George Osborne's just like, sits down to dinner with him. Why aren't you eating, Dad? 
<laughs> he just and flops he just over fl- into the yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, flops into the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce is entirely made up of wallpaper paste. Oh, um, three gallon tanks full of Adina Menzel's frozen urine. Okay. Adina Menzel, the 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 woman from Frozen. Are we are we getting, um, yeah. Yeah, are yeah. We getting into another John Travolta situation there? Um, no, Adina no, no. <laughs> A nuggy from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, That's... a nuggy is in when like like he kind of yeah, presses his yeah, knuckles, knuckles into, your into your hand. Into your, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, he's quite affectionate and charming. The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd be forceful enough. I'd want it from sort of maybe his nasty brother. And <laughs> the Rock uh, is an actual outspoken fan of Macclesfield Football Club. <laughs> oh, really? No, I'm de- it, that serious. wasn't even a joke. That no, was serious. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, have I shown you this, Robbie? Yes, you have. Yeah. Um, there was a. Uh, I think he was on Soccer FM. Um, and they asked, Soccer AM. Sorry, because um, it's morning, not a frequency. Yeah. Um, and they asked him if he had any particularly favourite football clubs, and he'd evidently researched really, really mm. bad football clubs. And he spoke at length about his appreciation for Macclesfield <laughs> and Macclesfield Football Club. And there was a, um, uh, they cut to a little uh, clip where they'd sent people around Macclesfield asking them, like, oh, have you seen The Rock? And it was very funny, people giving answers. Like, there was a schoolboy who said, like, yeah, I got home from school and my mum was there with The Rock. And she said, this is your new dad. Um, And there was a bit where they spoke to one guy and I was looking at him going, hold on, he looks way too fashionable to be from Macclesfield. And then he said, yeah, I just saw The Rock down the spa. No! No! There isn't a spa in Macclesfield. The closest spa is in Presbury, which is the next town over. <laughs> that was aggressive. So, so, yeah, that was so aggressive. I, that was, yeah, it, just, it just annoys me when people get, get the shops that are uh, in Macclesfield wrong. Oh, there was a one time someone was like, oh yeah, you, you've got a um, HMV Macclesfield, and I, I had to stab them. <laughs> As is customary, whenever you get anything wrong in Macclesfield, you're stabbed. Mm. That's why only the really sh- strong and intelligent survive. <laughs> why we should send George Osborne there? Because he's neither of those Cause, things. Because he, he's not strong, he's not intelligent, <laughs> he gets everything wrong. Oh no, they'd love him there. Macclesfield is a very, very conservative, is, is considered a safe Tory seat. Mm. Oh wow. We've, we've been conservative since 68, I think. Really? That's mm. pretty impressive in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> is, it looks to me like George Osborne these days probably wakes himself up in the morning by having cocaine for breakfast. So oh, he fit yeah. right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know when people have like that candorel, which is that sweetener that's not sugar, yeah. and they, they kind of put it over their shreddies, yeah. but he does that with cocaine. Or he just... Like, <laughs> he's got, he, get, he gets a dab of cocaine on a shreddie and rubs it against his gums. <laughs> his alarm goes off. He rolls over the other side of his bed. His other pillow is made entirely of cocaine. He just sniffs it. He buries his face. back to... up. <laughs> Oh, and he's ready to like take everyone's money. <laughs> does, does some lines off like his paper wallpaper dad. Do you remember when um, there was a um, there's a Labour MP, uh, Dennis Skinner, who is one of the funnier MPs in the Commons, um, who was God, once, competition there. He was once almost kicked out of the Commons for um, accusing Osborne of being a cocaine fiend. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He said, um, I can't remember what it was, but it, it was to the effect of like, why don't you ask the white lines you do every day, George? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that Dennis Skinner. So it's something else um, George Osborne is doing with, with uni fees, that sort of stuff. Yep. Tuition fees, he's raising them, he's, he's planning yeah. to raise them with inflation now. Mm. So it won't just be nine grand by like five years down the road. It's going to be like 12 grand, yeah. that sort of thing. But here, here, here's five things that's preferable to him doing that. <laughs> Lowering uni tuition fees with inflation. <laughs> 
the slow methodical destruction of the Conservative Party from within that will hopefully start with the um, backbench revolt over the six billion pounds that Osborne is stealing from pensioners. <laughs> Can we? I feel it's important to say other opinions are available, and our no, opinion not. does not um, reflect those of Phantom Media. I mean, whether those are correct and whether there should be other opinions available. There, there are though. They there do, are they other, do exist. Yeah, there are other opinions available, but ours is the only one that's right. Yes. Um, <laughs> five five gallons of Josh Gad's frozen feces after a, a, a particularly bad kebab. Who's Josh Gad? He's the he, snowman thing in snow in frozen. In frozen. He's he's Hollywood's latest go to funny fat man. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. He was in the they, hit they, movie Pixels. Cyclical thing. Are you referring to around. Frozen as in the Disney one yeah, with the yeah. funny snowman? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the one yeah. about the people the dying on a, uh, a ski lift. lift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is significantly better. I always think there's an interesting sort of series of double bills to be done of films that share names. Yeah. So you can have the, the Julianne Moore film Safe and the Jason Statham film Safe. You can have um, the terrible Will Ferrell um, football comedy, Kicking and Screaming, and the, the the excellent Noah Baumbach film about college graduates kicking and screaming. Anyway. Free, free education for everyone. Okay, yeah. And, Fine. of course, last last but not least, that thing that is most preferable to all of it, unlimited verbal discharge. <laughs> Which is probably the most preferable thing you've, yeah. you've, you've yeah. given at the moment. Should yeah. be piped into all schools nationwide. Yeah. Did anyone else think of anything they'd prefer to, to what, what, what Osborne's doing um, to put you on the spot? I would, I would prefer George Osborne to stand over me as he pushed a needle through my testicles um, <laughs> and injected it with ink um, as opposed to him. <laughs> that's a very yes. sort of oddly specific thing. It's what, what, I, it's what I get off on. <laughs> it sounds like a fetish. It's just, yeah. yeah. Inject you with ink. Yeah, only George Osborne. <laughs> only jo- that's the only way I can get going. George Osborne himself has to inject ink into my genitals. But it's something about his stupid, like, ingenuine face glaring over you. Oh. Do you remember the, the stance he did at that Tory party conference? Did he do a power stance? It was more than a power stance. It was a power stance that looked as though he'd uh, he'd had a particularly rough time getting back through customs, and they had to check the brown suitcase. <laughs> but it was, it, his, his legs were agape. Was they were walking you, like a cowboy. Yeah, you you could have got a smart car through there. <laughs> but but yeah, sorry, I, I, I derailed that. Jordan, Jordan's I, crying. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the thought of him being in charge of our country's budget for the next five years. I, I would I would prefer someone to search him like that at the airport, though, but then go too far and accidentally pull out his heart. <laughs> How do you do that when doing your cavity search? Because that, that, that goes from a quick poke in there to see what's about to a, to a full-on, I'm going to work you like a no, sock no, no, puppet. No, no, Leroy has unnaturally big fingers, like really long. Who's Leroy? <laughs> the, you know, the bloke down at Liverpool's Customs. <laughs> Why is he flying through Pleb Central, Liverpool? Because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he was there. And, and that's where he picks up his cocaine. Will he not <laughs> have an allergic reaction to the normal people dotting about? And every time Leroy does a cavity search, never takes his wedding ring off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, he's not like a normal wedding ring either. He, he still has diamonds on there. You know, male, male enga- you can get male engagement rings now, wedding rings that have diamonds on them. Really? So that's that's even more painful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. There, there is nowhere. There, there, is, is nowhere. There, is, there is nowhere to go. So, everyone 
mm-hmm. boys, girls, verbal discharge members and listeners. I'm sure that we're all as staggered as I was to hear that this week, Star Wars Episode Seven was finally toppled off its mighty cinematic throne. Uh. But by which film? I don't hear you ask. Well, don't worry, because I'm going to answer anyway. Uh, it was The Revenant. The Revenant with the Leonardo DiCaprios and the Tom Hud- the Tom Hardy. The Tom Hardy. And, and Will Poulter, who's the best thing in the film, yet no one's talking about him. And Dominic Ginger. <laughs> Dominic Ginger. <laughs> Dominic Ginger. Wow. Donald Gleeson. Now, I have seen the film. Uh, I really like it. Yeah. Robbie has seen the film. I like it. Um, Jordan has not seen the film. However, Jordan knows someone who has seen the film. <laughs> and for some, he knows two of them. You know what, what, Jordan? Why don't you just introduce this one? This uh, okay. is this is right up your your street. Okay, so um, I haven't obviously, like you said, I haven't watched The Revenant, and so I, someone was saying, "Oh yeah, it was really really good. I, I enjoyed it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and he was like, "It won't spoil much, but should I tell you what happens in one of the scenes?" And I went, nah, "I'll go on then. Go on then. Tell me." Person, <laughs> this, person, this person says to me, yeah, it was took a bit twisted because I was like, I don't want to know any spoilers. And they're like, no, but it's really good. It's really mm-hmm. good. And and I was like, oh, fine, tell me, you know, as long as it doesn't spoil fair, like, any plot points. There's three hours of the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. One scene is not going to yeah. change. And then they turn around to me, and I'm going to censor this a bit because Here we go. obviously Here we go. it's not what they said. They said the F word, but um, they said, yeah, um, in it, Leonardo DiCaprio sexes a horse. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Um, yeah, because I remember um, I mentioned, because I think I went to see the film the night before, Jordan, you arrived back in Derby. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you back, I, I remember um, I remember saying to you, like, oh, I went to see The Revenant yesterday. Like, it was really good. Yeah. And then you you asked me, like, what about the scene when Leonardo DiCaprio has sex with a horse? How was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was sort of caught a moment of, oh, I must have missed that bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not remember that scene in the film. Um, I mean, it's not, listeners, it's not quite a spoiler but at no point in the film <laughs> does any character have sex with a horse. Can we list more films in which that doesn't happen? Um, in Star Wars Episode Seven, no, no one, one has, has sex, sex with, with a horse. horse. <laughs> However, in While We're Young, uh, at least four characters have sex with horses. In um, the critically acclaimed um, film, Still Alice, yep. at no point does Julianne Moore have sex with a horse. I'm in, actually running in... through all the Oscar nominations this year. And I think Joy is the only one in which anyone does have sex with a horse. I would like to see... And even then, that's just Robert De Niro. I would like to see, because obviously there's been a lot of pressure on the Oscars recently, saying they need to diversify their nominations. And I think a good way to do that and to appeal to the bestiality (laughs) demographic is to have best film in which someone has sex with a horse (laughs) as a category. And I I think it'd go down a storm. Oh, guys, I've got a really good joke about sex with a horse. Sex in the city. Sarah Jessica Parker looks a bit like a horse. There's a joke! There's a joke! God, that's been a running theme through that series for a long time. And on that note, it's probably time for us to begin wrapping up the show because we have been here for two hours now. Wrapping up like Leonardo DiCaprio tries to do all the way through The Revenant. It was a really good film. It was really cold as well. It was a very chilly film. There's a lot of snow in it. Lots Lots of snow. Like that's a spoiler. That's a massive spoiler. There's, mm. there's loads of snow. That's an integral plot point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's snowing. Yeah, no, literally, that's the plot. The that's, Revenant. It's snowing. I had a moment um, walking back from seeing the Revenant, um, in which it, it was pretty. It was, it was kind of chilly, and yeah. uh, there was a bit of a wind. And I was walking back and thinking, like, this is basically what what Leonardo went through for three hours. <laughs> like, like, more or less the same. Me walking through the streets of Derby to go home <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio wandering through the wilderness for three hours trying to uh, find... Well, I, can't, I don't want to continue. I don't want to say any spoilers. But, but, but yeah. see The Revenant. It's really good. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's okay. But 
Rooms better, creeds better. Let's see one of those. Star Wars is Star Wars is better. I wouldn't say better. Do you know what i I actually like Joy, which is a surprise for me because I didn't really like American Hustle or even Silver Lines Playbook. How is Joy? So, uh, she's well. She's well. She's doing okay. She's much better after the operation. Um, no, it's it's. I'd say I think it's my favorite David O. Russell film, which mm. isn't saying a lot, but still, mm. he's also just absolutely nuts there's a story in which george clooney told about how he said he never worked with him again because he tried to strangle a crew member oh um, and he'd scream there's a video of him screaming at lady tomlin while making i heart huckabees which is terrible um i think i've seen this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's 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 a bit nuts but there you go um if you like nuts then you can go and buy some but if you don't like nuts then you can go to our that was the most tenuous That was thing very, very tenuous. Well, come on, come on, come on. You can go to our website, verbaldishouse.co.uk, where we have lots of fantastic stuff. There was a blog went up in the week. Jordan, what was it? It was 106 th- bad jokes about the 106 b- the books I read last year. That is a testing thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really tested, and I got a lot of hate on Reddit for reading <laughs> yeah. bu- more books than some people, <laughs> in which it's entirely impossible to read 106 books in a year, according to a lot of people on Reddit. Um, if you also like the Facebook and you use it, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge. Oh, oh yeah, Twitter handle. I forgot the Twitter Go handle. Go on, you can get it right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> See if I'll do it. See if I'll do it. At verb dis radio. Oh, oh, he's nailed it. He's done it. Beautiful. Oh, that's what I've been waiting for all week. Oh, Fantastic. I've been, I've been worrying about that since since Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you, as ever, for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be back next week um, with more Discharge Goodness. Hilarious Discharge Hilarious. Hilarious. I'm going to go out goodness. on a limb and say it will be the best ever. Do you want to also go out by saying the final word of the show, Jordan? Fracking.